0: Haven't fast forward through this part yet. Here's Brandon.
1: Okay, we are here to wrap up my live from PopCon series for PopCon Indie 2023. Uh, the last of which is my interview with Kim. Is possible one of my fave cosplayers that is regularly seen at PopCon as well as tons of other conventions. She's super talented. She talks of her work in cosplay and. Um, the uh, about disability in cosplays. She works through her disabilities, and it molds her costumes around uh, said disabilities stuff. It's uh, she's uh, bubbly. She's a joy to hear talk. I, I like hearing her describe things. She's fun. She loves Ahsoka Tano. Before all you others did, she was on the. She was on it. Uh, we talk a lot of fun. We do have a guy who walks into the convention hall and starts blaring bagpipes. And I was day three of a convention, exhausted, and just he killed my brain every time they came on. And I felt so bad for, for Kim. And um, I do make some digs at the bagpipe guy. But what are you going to do? He's coming in just, hey, I'm going to be a nuisance to everybody. And I I don't know. If someone can make me a, a, a trucker hat that has a bagpipes with a circle and a slash through it for the next PopCon in Indy, I will wear that sucker like no other I'm just, oh, or a shirt, or give me a no bagpipe shirt, or something like that, or something that ref- refers to one of my digs in this episode. You know, what? that's it. Something that refers to one of my digs in this episode. If I have a shirt of that, I wear it to PopCon with pride and give you all the credit. Um, but I apologize to Kim for something out of my control, but I just, it's kind of rude if you ask me. There's PAs and praying dogs barking around the con, but that's just bagpipes, no place for it. But, anyways. You'll remember her mom, Mary Mary Cosplay, I interviewed in Louisville, so I do have some bounce-back questions to her from what her mother had told me prior, and uh, it's really fun. I think they have a great family of cosplayers, and they're good, good people as well. Enjoy them a lot. Cannot wait to see them again. Um, love talking. Um, so here is my interview with Kim as possible. Follow her at Kim underscore is... Underscore possible. Awesome cosplay. Learn a lot. Thank you for listening to the to the popcorn coverage this week on the Brandon Peters Show. Hi Brandon Peters, host of the Brandon Peters show and your pod popcorn podcast stage, MC. And also I push Allison's anime art anytime I can when you're walking by. By Allison's Anime Art. But this is the last podcast recording of the weekend. A relief for many of you, I'm sure, uh, who have heard me. Um, And this is a special one. It was going to be Friday, but we moved it. Um, And I have Kim is Possible, who is located uh, over there on the complete opposite side of me. (laughs) From where I'm at, I'm by the men's room. She's by what's near you.
2: Uh, We have the cosplay judging and the art area, and then a little bit up is Appa.
1: Appa. Oh, okay. So near an attraction. (laughs) I'm near the toilet. So, okay. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe I should take the hint from that. So, all right. So we're going to talk about her, and we're going to close it out. If you have questions, we will take questions. And feel free to come up. I have a mic, so you'll hear yourself, and then you can hear yourself. Not next week, but the week after on the Brandon Peters Show when I release this recording. So, Kim, let's get started. Let's start with the people who aren't at PopCon that are going to listen to this recording. Describe and tell people what you're dressed up as today.
2: Um, I ended up doing a casual mermaid. Um, I have a mermaid tail that I can put on and take off, but I have my leggings with it. And my flower headband. And I just wanted to keep it ca- light and casual today.
1: All right. Very nice, but I like the eyes. <laughs> yeah, Very. they're my
2: favorite contacts. I use them for a lot of my costumes. They
1: look like hand drawn. Is that intentional or it's kind of neat?
2: Yeah, they. Um, I got them for my Lilith costume from Owl House because they're the okay. perfect blue, green, teal color.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, okay. So, um, I talked to Mary, Mary cosplay, your mother. Yes. <laughs> at the last one, so I want your. So I asked, you know, when the cosplay craze started with your family. But I want your perspective on what she brought. Because she said she went somewhere because of you and you dressing up and she got ideas. But I want, if you can recollect that, I know young memories are hard to steer in your head. But what was your perspective on that one? What con was it? What was...
2: So my sister and I have always been into superheroes and comics. We, watch up, we grew up uh, watching Justice League on TV and Gargoyles and like, all those awesome 90s shows that, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So we were always like the nerds. I remember being like four and playing Super Mario on the, and Nintendo and mm-hmm. like Teenage Mutant
1: Ninja Turtles. If you don't mind, what iteration of the Ninja Turtles was this?
2: Oh, gosh. It was like a flat scrolling screen. Um, I think it was the original Nintendo. It, the it was the one with Dr. Mario that played oh, on it.
1: So, I meant the, So you were the video game Ninja Turtles. Yeah. So, you're into Ninja Turtles.
2: I, I was as a kid. I was into Power Rangers. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. I was the superhero kid. Do you
1: still like Ninja Turtles? Back.
2: I haven't really watched it recently. Okay.
1: Because I, w- I got dogged because I, I, I championed that brand as... Uh, one that has had a good legacy of always renewing itself and never mm-hmm. going away, which is different than trying to nostalgia trip things because they always market to young kids every time. And they, they never try to cater to adults. They're like, you can come along, adults, but we need a new audience. And and I, I really like this new movie we have. But um, yeah, so back to you.
2: Uh, I kind of really latched on to Star Wars more. Okay. Once I watched Star Wars, I kind of became like, you guys a,
1: heard of that nerd thing? Star Wars? <laughs> Star you seen Wars? That? He's seen it. Okay. Okay. Um,
2: so going to the Cincinnati Comic Expo was always something my sister and I wanted to do because we had gotten into reading comics now that we were adults and could afford to buy them. We were going to the comic store. We had a poll list. And so we really wanted to go to the expo. And I'm, we've always been a Halloween family. So we always made costumes. We always like went the extra mile for the costumes. So I read up on making armor. And I made a Talon Assassin from the Batman Court of Owls storyline. And then mom's like, well, I don't want to be left behind. And we needed a ride anyway. So I had her and my other sister be the court so we made them court of owls masks and they dressed in fancy clothing and they were our court and we dragged her to the con and she's like what if the neighbors like what if i find <laughs> someone i know and then by the end of it we were all just hooked
1: that's great that's great and what was the, the what was the immediate reaction and second attempt after that
2: um i jumped right in and decided i was going to cosplay shakti from star wars Uh, There were not tutorials out (laughs) at the time for how to make her headpiece, Mm -hmm. so my first one was very clunky and heavy. And then the week I debuted Shock T Jedi, Amanda debuted Ahsoka, and we talked shop, and it kind of just grew from there.
1: Gotcha. So you're big on Ahsoka, right?
2: Yes, Ahsoka is probably my favorite character of Star Wars. Shock T was it for the longest time. I've always loved the Togruta race. It's a
1: deep cut right there. It is. that one. Yeah, I like that. Uh, But. you, have you had a chance to take in Ahsoka, the first two episodes?
2: Absolutely. Okay. I watched it when I, right when it started. There
1: we go. Yes. I, do, are you happy with it so far?
2: For the most part. Um, it's just nitpicky things that I feel like the general consensus where we're used to the voice actors showing like right. these huge emotions with their voices, and we're just not getting that right now. Mm-hmm. But we haven't also seen these characters in a like deep, emotional or high-tense situation quite yet. They're kind of starting to build. So I'm excited to see where it goes and what Dave Filoni has in store for us.
1: Are you, have you gotten any new inspirations cosplay-wise from just two episodes?
2: Um, I, it makes me want to redo my Rebels... Or not my Rebels, my... Um, Ahsoka, that the Rosario version.
1: Okay, okay. I
2: made that in a week because they announced Rosario a week out from C2E2, and I'm like, well, I have to meet her in her Ahsoka. <laughs> so I literally threw it together in a week, um, patterning everything just crazy nonstop.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so uh, with your cosplay, and you uh, share some of your successes, because you, you, your Kazohana is quite successful at about everything you touch, right?
2: Yeah, we found a bunch of talented people um, and friends, and we all like to make things. So we all started getting together and doing these big group events together. And it started off with my mom's sister and I, and we dragged our dad into it. And so we were all, like, competing against each other Mm -hmm. in competitions. It would be, like, the four of us, sometimes five of us, because we'd bring my other sister in costumes. And, like, we'd all be competing together and against each other.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Um, like, what, what have you, did you feel with cosplaying that was the turning point that kept you going with cosplaying? That you're like, you know what? This wasn't, I mean, we were having fun. We started taking it a little more seriously, but we can really make a run at this. Like, what, what gave you the confidence to, like, keep up with it?
2: Um, I think it started when I won Best in Show with the Red Queen, I won a master's category with her, and I tried her in another competition and won best in show, and the Red Queen was kind of like truly my first costume that didn't feel like I just got lucky with a win
1: because
2: mm-hmm. um, I was going against some pretty hard hitters. Like that was uh, Brittany Ganoza was one of the people I was competing against okay. in that costume, and I, was, I came very, very close to beating her out. Like they nitpicked everything to pick between the two of us.
1: Gotcha, Gansha. Gotcha. When was the when's the first time you got like asked and got to be like as a, like we're promoting you as being at this thing?
2: Let's see. There is a very small con in Athens, Ohio called Rathacon. Uh, and Brilliant. Yep. yep. Okay. That, I think, is the very first con that had me as my own guest. Uh, My mom has always had very good success because she impressed the right people in the Mm -hmm. industry who opened doorways for her, but I've always been struggling to come out of that shadow as my Mm -hmm. own entity, and although we team up and we do this mega booth and everything together, I still like to remind people that we are two different people, and we have our own thoughts on things
1: Mom, I'm going solo. <laughs>
2: um I did tell her that next year I want to bring an Elsa themed booth. Um okay. that's just all Frozen all weekend. All
1: Frozen all weekend. I in my game I had before there was a little it was it, Chris and I from the Normies poorly described a movie with five statements and you had to guess it. Frozen was one of them and it was tougher than it was supposed to be, I guess, but um anyway, what skill set wise, where do you think um, you're like elite at, and where are you still hoping to get better at?
2: Um, my paint jobs have always been my strongest suit, and my um, weird fabrication. I'm autistic and ADHD, so I come up with ways to create things that aren't necessarily like what a n- neurotypical person would think of. Like my headpieces, I sculpt out of tape and plastic bags, mm-hmm. and then I skin it with something nicer. So I'm usually good at taking, like, trash and making it into, like, award-winning pieces. Okay. And doing, like, just adding unique ideas that people don't really see very much.
1: Gotcha. And I wanted wanted to uh, talk about also the thing about you that is a standout is your work in cosplay with disability. Yes. And and so (laughs) how are you um, making awareness of that and what all have you done in, you know better than I do. I'm wordy because I've been on the mic for three hours, but um, what, what are you doing at every con or trying to do? And like, how can people learn more in support of that?
2: So I do follow a lot of content creators on YouTube who are disabled as well. Um, some of them have gone viral. They have YouTube channels and we all talk to each other and uh, support each other. But I am, it's also important to be an advocate for yourself. Uh, I'm sometimes in a wheelchair and I had to have someone pushing me around because my hands would swell up um, from my fibromyalgia. So I finally got an electric scooter, Mm -hmm. and... Just being visible with these aids in some of my pictures, in my booth, and explaining to people, like, yes, I can stand, I can walk around, I can be mobile sometimes. But the more I do that, the more I'm going to hurt and then get to the point where I can't do that. Mm-hmm. So I am trying to teach people about ambulatory wheelchair users and... um also kind of ha- figuring out how to adapt your cosplay to your disability level. Because it's not just physical disabilities I deal with. It's mental ones as well. Mm-hmm. So, like, floors can be very overstimulating. Right. So, I would run panels on autism, anxiety, disabilities, and give coping mechanisms, such as, like, my Ahsoka has a pair of goggles that have sunglasses built into them. And it's just elastic that goes around the headpiece, so I can pull it down when the lights are too bright. Or I'll have, like, earplugs so that I can put earplugs in if it's just too loud. Um, my Ahsoka headpiece is muffle.
1: Okay, yeah. Everything.
2: So I try and build that and my comfort into the costumes as well for my um, sensory disabilities.
1: Okay. Um, how typically are the conventions and areas that you go to these conventions accommodating to you are how easy is it to get the accommodations are there some places that there's just no luck with it are they good about it like i'm awful i have stairs
2: Mm -hmm. um the anime cons are very 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 good at um disability like ohio con i think is one that i always point to as like a good representation of that because they have ramps they have interpreters for all of their shows So, like, you'll actually send for the costume contest skits that they do. You'll Mm -hmm. send, if there's any words, you'll send that ahead of time, and they'll have interpreters signing. Okay. And then they have quiet rooms. So, it's like a room, you know, off the side somewhere, and it's just a quiet room. The lights are dimmed. And so, if you're getting sensory overload, you can just go there and decompress. Um, Things like that can help a lot. Usually at comic conventions... Like they don't have that kind of thing, so sometimes I have to go find a quiet hallway that they didn't rent and just decompress. Or like at Dragon Con, I think I took a nap behind a pillar once. Gotcha. So things like that can uh, be really helpful, and like ramps are especially important.
1: So, uh at At PopCon this year, Mm -hmm. not today, but Friday, you weren't here Friday.
2: I was not. I had to work. Um, I could not get that off. (laughs) Okay,
1: but you were here Saturday. Yes. So unlike other years, there was DJs blasting out there in the hall, and they had lights and loud. Was that... Did that affect you? I know you're way over there, but if you had to cross through the hallway, yeah. When I went
2: out to get food, I'm like, "Oh, my autism does not like this," because I don't, I don't like when I can feel the the sound waves in my body. Right. So I get that it's fun for a lot of people, Mm -hmm. but I like that it's not everywhere because there are some cons where they just have DJs everywhere and there is no escape.
1: Yeah, because I was new, like here, like just going, and I heard, (laughs) I heard. Each end of the spectrum on whether they enjoyed it or not throughout mm-hmm. the weekend. Um, but I would say, I, you're just describing everything to me. I'm like, that probably wasn't pleasant.
2: It wasn't, but I was. the lines were pretty short for the food, so I wasn't out there very long, and gotcha. I was able to come back in here. And, like, our corner has been quiet.
1: Right. That's good. That's good. So, we, uh, so for people listening and stuff like that that might be listening to recording or for the audience, so, I mean, you, you've described a lot of things, but are you would you be comfortable sharing, like, some nightmare scenario that happened to you at a con? Just to describe what could be, like, if – People don't accommodate, or if things go too, like too wrong, or not understanding around you, you don't have to share. I'm just. Um, asking I'm trying to permission. think.
2: I've always been really good at regulating myself. Um, okay. Actually, honestly, the grocery store is worse. Really. On spring, because when I'm in a costume, it kind of helps because I'm like acting in character, and it's almost like a masking but more fun so i things don't bother me and i'm able to zone things out a little more when i'm focused and being in cosplay but then other times um sometimes the costumes are just so much with all my pain conditions and i just shut down like i've been i've fallen asleep in my wheelchair and i'm like whoa i woke up and the con is over um Okay. And so, but I had someone pushing me, so it didn't matter. Right. Um, and there have been times I've like cr- had to crawl under my friend's vendor booth and take a nap. <laughs>
1: gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs>
2: so, um, like, when you don't take care of yourself, you can run down and have like meltdowns or things like that. So I just always try and regulate and have people around me who know me. So that they can be like, hey, you need to eat some food. You need to drink some water so that it doesn't get to that nightmare scenario. Because right. I think a nightmare scenario would be not taking care of yourself and then, like, maybe passing out in the costume contest line, which I have seen before from other people. So I think just I like to prevent so that like and be safe and try and prevent that from even getting to a point.
1: Gotcha. So <clears throat> to, I'm going to try to tie that. Like, do you... Um when you're cosplaying, do you play the role of the character or are you just like, I'm Kim? Or do you go Kim or, Kim or Kimberly? As I, I asked on by air him. before. It doesn't matter. Yeah, as a, do, you, do you go as just Kim dressed up or do you take the role of the character?
2: Um, I do a little of both, I'm in and out um since i do a lot of disney stuff i'm always like when i'm in disney i am always kind of like i got that smile on the face mm-hmm. and i'm trying to like you know i put on this front because if a kid sees me and they're like oh that's cinderella you right. don't want her to be like terrified to cinderella because <laughs> she's not got a yeah she got she's in a mood um but cosplaying just makes me happy anyway so it's not mm-hmm. really that hard of a does,
1: it, does it help with the mental thing with your challenges there does it help like mask things for you and get you through a day a bit?
2: I think it does. Um, and when I'm able to interact with the kids in character, it's good practice for the character company stuff that I do. Okay. Um, but it also just brings that little touch of magic to kids at the con, and that's a special feeling in itself. Um, being able to make a kid smile.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, do you have any, like, what, uh, (laughs) um, any like weird horror stories or weird occurrences that happen during conventions that blah, blah, fun like I like got funny funny bad that have happened to you before?
2: Um, I got horrendously sick during a contest once.
1: Ooh, like in the middle of it?
2: <laughs> yeah, I had to run off. Like I was about to go on stage and I had to run for a trash can. <laughs> I was ill. I did not know I was ill going into the day. Uh, Cause you never know, like with fibro or the autism, like you feel off and you're just like, oh, well that's just my stuff. And then mm-hmm. like literally after prejudging, I was ill the whole night. And I, after I came back, they're like, okay, you can go on stage to do your thing now. And I went and I won the first place, but man, that was awful.
1: <laughs> oh, wow. Did people see this or were you able to get it in private?
2: Um, People saw it uh, (laughs) because I was right next to the 501st people. (laughs)
1: Oh, okay.
2: But they were friends of mine, so they were actually like, "Are you okay? Do you need water? Do you need me to hold something?" So it's nice having like people you know at the convention around all the vendors and friends that you make there. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, true. Like you support. You come to these things and you just naturally gravitate to the people you see mm-hmm. regularly a lot of the time. That's that's kind of what's happen. I know what happens here I had a like I had the stage last year here. Um, I was like right. At the end of the chairs, I believe you started. And that's how I took note to of you. And then when I went to Louisville, I'm like, I know. Okay, I'll ask because I needed material for the stage and stuff. And your, your mother graciously came on and killed an interview. And it was very nice. And then she said, you got to have Kim. you got to have her. Trust me. And I said, okay. So, but yeah, that's kind of, yeah, what's happening. Is there any, like, long-term, like, with really good bonds that you've had? Like, that are, like, if I wouldn't have hit this con, we'd have never met. And we things have Gone Rock solid with any Honestly, collaborators?
2: a lot of my friends. Um, I know people in the 501st in Ohio, Indiana, and Kentucky between all the events I do with Princess Companies, all the conventions I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, like, Wolfgar has been friends yep, with us for yep. a long time. Um, Tricks, he's a friend of ours. Okay. Um, Jen Amanda, Brittany Ganoza, Casey Renee. I'd call them all friends, like, on a cosplay, like, friend kind of level. Um
1: do you know James Wolfgar's real name?
2: I don't know his real name. Actually.
1: I know his real name. I,
2: okay, I, I learned it once and then I forgot because he's just James Wolfgar on. I Facebook. won't
1: say it aloud on here, <laughs> but I have, We have a, him and I have a mutual friend, and she's like, she, she calls him by. She'll call him by that just to annoy him. Mm-hmm. So, I know it.
2: <laughs> I've heard it once. It's just been a long time.
1: It's fun. it's not bad. It's just like yeah. all right. I get I get your thing. So yeah, th- and they're great people too. I've.
2: I get putting up a per, like a protective persona. I mean, I usually just go by Kim. I don't really put my last name on much right. of anything. Even signing up for contests, if they don't ask for a last name, I just put my um, cosplay name.
1: Okay, yeah. There you go. And your cosplay is a spin on Kim Possible? It's right? a spin
2: on Kim Possible.
1: <laughs> I don't know anything about Kim Possible other than that it's Other than Kim Possible, I was a teenager
2: in high school when Kim Possible was playing, so I would watch it after school every day. And my dad started calling me Kimmy Cub, like in the show, and we share a first and a middle name, so it was it was just too funny. And she's like, you know, she's almost like this like superhero, but she's not. So Mm -hmm. like, I really enjoyed the character.
1: So was it a social media handle first, and then you took it as a name, or was it like the name, and then that became your social media handle?
2: Um, when I started deciding on a social media handle, that's kind of what I came up with and that's my game handle. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just, I just go by that on everything.
1: All right. Very cool. Very cool. Does anybody have any questions for her since I have people sitting here? If you want, yeah, come on up. Come on up. Come on, come on. All right. First, I want to know your name.
3: Uh, Allison. Allison. Not, not to be confused with the Allison art. Not
1: to be confused Allison's anime art. <laughs> selling anime art. This really cool hand-drawn glass stuff is awesome. You people walking by, stop and walk up to her and say, what
3: you got over here? We, yeah, we've met.
1: Yeah, okay. Anyway, uh, how many Popkins is this for you?
3: Uh, I, I think it started coming in like 2000. 21, but I've been oh. doing anime conventions since 2011.
1: All right. has she? Has she have you met her before in any of these or seen,
3: recognized? I mean, if it was, it, it it might have been when you were Kim Possible at one point, possibly. I'm not entirely sure. I
2: was Kim Possible like twice before. I just, you know, I didn't have the body confidence to have the tummy open, so I've been I wanting to make her super suit. <laughs>
1: gotcha. Yeah. So she caught a rare... A rarity, a cosplay yeah. rarity from you. Yeah. All right.
3: Anyways. Um. <laughs>
1: She's like, stop it, dude. Let me ask my question. All right. Yeah. Go ahead.
3: No, I'm okay with it. Um, so I wanted to ask, uh, so you mentioned that Shakti was like your favorite mm-hmm. Star Wars person before Ahsoka came along. Yeah. So it made me wonder, um, have you seen the Gendi Tarakowski Clone Wars? And if so, have you seen her in that? Absolutely. Uh, I clung to that because that was my only Shock T I had. And the fact
2: that in the Siege of Mandalore arc, Dave put the line, Shock T has gone to protect the Chancellor, as a nod to that, made me cry. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, it kind of makes me glad that we didn't get the deleted scene uh, of her actually being killed by Grievous on camera. Although yeah. it definitely makes sense with the cartoon.
2: Actually, on my way here, I found out that Doctor Afra 32 has a variant cover with Shock T on it, and I'm like, "Dad, Dad, I need you to order this for me right now because I can't because I'm in the car." But I'm like, "I need you to order this for me before it goes to collector
3: prices."
1: <laughs> for sure, yeah.
3: Um, I think I think uh, the Tarkovsky one is voiced by Grey DeLisle, if I remember correctly. I'll have to look at up i actually i think it is because it's like um she's the same person who does like daphne from scooby-doo mm-hmm. and um uh, she's uh, a sage ventress in the new
2: clone wars which is my yeah. sister's favorite character
1: yeah. <laughs> all right thank you allison not allison's anime art allison brandon peter's show Alice. well she was on the brandon peter's show yesterday never mind both of you wonderful people all right back to us Okay. So, she brought up something like a cosplay rarity. Do you, uh, what, do you get stuff requested? Like, can you please do this one when you come to our con? And, or what's one of your most popular ones?
2: Uh, probably Ahsoka. Okay. Everybody wants to see Ahsoka. Um, you, sometimes it would be like... Uh, I guested at a con called Cosplay World Richmond. It just had its second year. The first year, um, they saw that I had gotten into the crown championships of cosplay with my Rapunzel costume. And they were like, we want you to wear that to our con. We want you to wear this beautiful piece. So I did, and then I did a sing-along with a princess panel and did like a princess meet-and-greet with some of the other guests there. So that was like a really cool thing. Gotcha. Um, but, yeah, a lot of the times I'll get, like, just, you know, people from my Star Wars fans and stuff, they're like, please bring Ahsoka.
1: So, so I got this question. I just remembered that I like to ask mm-hmm. for the cosplayers and stuff. It's like a, uh, and a, uh, kind of question. So, it's two parts. First part. What do you want A or B first? I don't care. Oh.
2: <laughs> we'll go with A.
1: Kim is into deciphers Okay. So what is one that you worked really hard on, like put a lot of effort into, were excited to debut it somewhere, and it just didn't take off like you thought with either a contest or a social media reaction or people at a con didn't seem to care to get much pictures, but you worked really hard on it and you were like, this is a surefire hit.
2: Surprisingly, it's She-Ra.
1: She-Ra. Okay.
2: Because I did my own design on it, and I guess it's not, like, as instantly iconic as the Netflix Shira. ra um, I, I did a helmet instead of the tiara because I wanted to try and do the blacklight contacts. Okay. And that never ended up panning out. The contacts were, like, not doing good things to my eyes. So, we're like, we're not doing this. So, I want to revamp her and rework her. Okay. Okay. But I was, like, posting it and hashtagging everything I Remember the height that of one. the That's show. And, like, nothing. Bang. I'm like, look, I did a photo shoot with my horse as Swift Wind.
1: <laughs> and the bagpipe guy bagpipes. has returned to PopCon 2023. Yep. All right. <laughs> We're recording. Thank you. All right. <laughs> He's going to go back at it. Don't worry. Okay. On the flip side. One that you yeah, like lazy not lazy, but less effort, like eh, and it took off.
2: I have to think about that.
1: Your mother's answer. Can you guess your mother's answer it to was that? Flo. Yeah, okay.
2: Because I'm standing there in Shira and everyone's like, oh my god, it's flow. You should win the costume contest. Thanks. <laughs> I entered in this thing I worked incredibly hard on. <laughs> she bought that on Amazon. <laughs> um Let's see. Something that took off. I haven't really had a success. Off. I did do a random TikTok with Shock T that got like over 100,000 views. Okay. I'm literally just rolling in my wheelchair saying, where's Vader? I'm going to run him over. It went like viral for my channel.
1: She's funny. That's right. Yeah.
2: Like, I like, this like girl. She's funny. <laughs> like it, I don't know. It just went viral for my channel.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, are... What's your favorite bagpipe song? (laughs) What's your favorite volume at which to enjoy bagpipes?
2: Zero. (laughs) That's another one of my autism. Like, oh, it's bagpipes. I have, I'm very sensitive to high-pitched noises, and that's a bagpipe.
1: (laughs) If you were to bury bagpipes underground, how deep would you bury them?
2: Far. (laughs) Far.
1: (laughs) Do you think they play underwater?
2: You kind of need air to play the bagpipes, so I'm going to go with no. Gotcha. I think we could drown them, and they would be fine. it would be fine. We wouldn't hear it because they can't play.
1: Gotcha. Anybody got questions? (laughs) You're out there. You're listening. Am I asking the ones you want to ask? No. No. All right. So uh, do you have anything you're currently working on that you haven't shown and you'd be able to tease or share with us openly?
2: I have a plan more than anything else. Um, I found out Susan Egan is going to be at Galaxy Con in Columbus okay. uh, in December. That's my birthday weekend.
1: Oh, okay.
2: And Belle from Beauty and the Beast was my Frozen. Like, you know how okay. girls go crazy for Elsa? Belle was mine. So I'm going to make the Broadway Belle gown replica of what Susan Egan wore when she played Belle on Broadway. I have a feeling there's gonna be a lot of Hercules people there okay. for her because right. that's what they're like advertising her as. But I'm like, she's a Broadway singer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> gotcha. That's awesome. That's. Uh, did you go to GalaxyCon last year in Columbus? I did. I was there. I did not see you. Um. I I, I was I was very Jodie Whittaker fo- focused mm-hmm. when I was there. But yeah.
2: Yeah, I was, Elena, Rapunzel, and Elsa.
1: Oh, nice. Very nice. Uh, Okay. And it's
2: going to be another princess weekend this time.
1: (laughs) There you go. You crush it. Why not?
2: Well, uh, my sister's coming to this one, so she's going to be the Anna to my Elsa for the masquerade. So we're very excited about doing that together.
1: Oh, that's awesome. So you'll collaborate with your sister, but mom, I'm stepping out of the shadow.
2: A little bit, (laughs) No, I collaborate with my mom a lot of the time. I've actually given her costumes to do with mine. Um, Like she's going to make a sea siren to go with my mermaid character.
1: Oh, very nice. It's just
2: when I'm doing booths and merchandise, what gets sold the most is the elsa theme things. I get tips when I'm Elsa. Uh, People buy my snowflakes for their kids when I'm Elsa. I don't really push merchandise. Like, it doesn't get pushed that much Hmm. when I'm not there, like, in character. Because I guess it just adds to the experience.
1: Gotcha. What year were bagpipes in style?
2: Somewhere in history?
1: Would you ever cosplay with bagpipes?
2: No. Brooks would though. <laughs> My friend Brooks absolutely would.
1: Gotcha. Would he play them as he cosplays?
2: If he knew how, I'm sure he would. Gotcha. He blew a horn uh, in the middle of Dragon Con as Boromir and did the whole for Gondor speech.
1: <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Okay, zero zero budget. What are you doing? Cosplay, dream cosplay. Oh, zero zero budget. budget.
3: Oh, that's a good. Zero
1: bagpipes. Zero budget. That's how we roll.
2: Honestly, zero budget. I would be buying all the silicone stuff for Star Wars. Like, I always thought it would be fun to be Cad Bane from Star Wars, but okay. I would only want to do it with the silicone mask because that's the only way you can emote. Or like Ahsoka headpieces. I would love to make one out of silicone and like sculpt it and mold it but i don't have the um space to do that in
1: gotcha, gotcha.
2: or a silicone mermaid tail that's like the end goal
1: a, okay okay where do you get in a tank for your booth so you can
2: that would be so much fun that's the dream is to like be a professional mermaid that's like the new thing i'm getting into
1: reverse <laughs> aerial i want to i want to go from human to mermaid
2: yeah yeah <laughs>
1: there you go there you go okay not again <laughs> It's my kryptonite, I guess, is bagpipes.
2: We just got a backing track.
1: Backing track. I'm like, I have a question, and it erases from my head the minute those start. <laughs> Allison, can you tell the bagpipes to cut it? No? Is he buying art from you, at least? Yoink him from his mouth. All right. And anyway, Watch, well, it's just not even going to appear on the recording, but I'm sure it will. Sorry. All right. Anyway, okay. Any questions for her to say over the bagpipes? I've been. You got a question? No. Okay. We're good. All right. Where was I going with this? Okay, so you travel a lot. Like, how often do you travel? How many cons are you doing? Is it every weekend or almost?
2: Uh, it has been for the past month to okay. two months. Um Starting in August, I was pretty much like gone every weekend, and it's going to continue through mid September. And then I get like one weekend break where we'll probably go to the Ohio Ren Fair.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. Jeez. That's a lot. Do you like It's like, is that like the new like traveling carnival thing? Because it's like the same people at a lot of these things going and going, or but sometimes, it's cool. <laughs>
2: sometimes, um, I love going to the Ren Fair just because you get to do like I like to make original characters, and they don't mm-hmm. always like get much attention at Comic-Con cuz people want to see you in the characters they know and love. But at Ren Fair, I can be like my Dungeons and Dragons characters okay. and people love it cuz they like seeing the creativity and like the Ren Faire garb and the historical fashion that you can bring to it.
1: Gotcha. In addition to Ren Faire, what other kind of events do you get do you book for or show up for uh, aside from cons and them. I do.
2: Uh, I'm a princess entertainer. Okay. So um, sometimes I'll be at ballparks uh, performing as a character, or at children's birthday parties. Uh, the company I'm in does a lot of work for country clubs. Okay. And so they bring the princesses in for certain times. So that's kind of like the um, other stuff that I'll do is like the children's events.
1: Okay, that's exciting, and make the, the that little sparkle make your
2: bubbles are magic.
1: Yeah, it's. Like, is it, like, the, the kids, like, they give the, it give you joy, watch it, like, are they just, like, too much sometimes for you, the kids, when you're a princess? Because I imagine they go nuts. It depends
2: on how big the crowd is. I did have one where it was, like, this party was basically, like, three families having, like, they rented out a country club and had birthday parties for all their daughters, And so it was, like, three families worth of people plus their friends. And they had, like, a ball pit for the little ones. And they had a magician. Like, this was a very expensive party. And they brought those princesses in. And, you know, the adults are all just chatting. And, like, we had a handler with this one. But um, one of the boys came up with, like, some toy swords. He's like, what would you do if I hit you with this? And I was Cinderella. So I squared up and kind of narrowed my eyes. And I'm like, that's not very princely of you. I swear this kid shrank five inches. Oh,
1: wow. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful.
2: So I've kind of gotten used to like being in character, but still being like, hey, I am not somebody that you can just push around.
1: No, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Do you have – let's, let's uh, roll into – do you have any um, advice, tips, shopping tips or anything of people starting up cosplaying and uh, either tips for experts, tips for beginners – words of encouragement
2: um so for beginning in cosplay um you know you kind of have to decide do i want to just go for fun and be in this character or do i want to make things and maybe be a competitor um there's a lot of avenues you can take we just jumped into the making things because that's what we knew and we're all artists and creative and did art classes and things like that um but that's not the only way to cosplay. There are costumes that I buy just because I want the convenience of having this costume without making it. Right. And there's like, nothing wrong with that. And So you have to decide, Do I like, what's my budget? I see a lot of really cute costumes that were just thrift store. Like they went to the thrift store and they modified it or they put their outfit together from things they found online. So you got to look at like, your budget, what you want out of your cosplay. Um, and then you can go from there. And then some places to buy things. Um, Pro cosplay is pretty, like, my standard for, like, superhero suits because I hate making Marvel suits. Never again.
1: No more Marvel? No
2: more. I made three Marvel costumes, and I hated every one of them. (laughs) It's because it's vinyl, and my machine hates it.
1: Okay, okay. Gotcha, (laughs) gotcha. Okay. Well, Well, I guess we'll wrap up here. Anything last, any last words to say?
2: Um, I think cosplay is for everyone, and I think that even if you are disabled or you have some mental disabilities, cosplay can really help you in being more um, confident in yourself and be a big self-esteem boost and give you something to just really look forward to and finding a great community.
1: Gotcha. I appreciate you taking the time, coming over here, being in contact with me, being a good communicator, and getting you here to record for this. A lot. Thank you
2: for having me. No
1: problem. I'm going to title it "Brandon and Kim Is Possible" versus the bagpipes. Yes. I think that's what I'm going to call this.
2: Go <laughs> fight those bagpipes! Where's the lightsaber?
1: <laughs> versus the bagpipes. Um, but yeah, so um, let's hear it for Kim Is Possible. Those of you who are here, there are people here. I'm not lying. <laughs> And there are some other podcasts that did lie about that, but I'm not a liar. Um, that's, that is it for this recording and the podcast stage. I appreciate everyone who came out to any of the podcasts this weekend and joined a recording. I'm very happy to do it. I had a great time. And I hope you had a good time at PopCon. You can listen to any of these recordings with the show they were at. And my show is The Brandon Peters Show. These recordings will not be dropping this week. That'd be insane. The next week, they should be dropping. And you can, if you are on one, you can hear yourself. Uh, like you, you can hear yourself. You believe that or not? Okay. So, thank you, everyone. Thank you, Carl and Chris. Ten years of PopCon. Awesome time. This has been the podcast stage. <laughs> that's across from Allison's Anime art. thank you have a good rest of your day
0: and con thank you for listening the Brandon Peters show is a creative zombie studios production produced by Brad Shoemaker and Brandon Peters written and edited by Brandon Peters announcer vocals by Jessica Olsman